Welcome back to What Do They Know Podcast. On today's episode, the guys will recap the top stories from this week and also top stories from the first three weeks of the season. The guys will throw out more overreactions, argue over their power rankings, and give you their fantasy studs and duds from this week. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we're about to find out what's going on, everybody. This is the What Do They Know podcast. My name is Nick Hoskins. I'm with my buddy Jeff Garcia. And uh, we're going to try and get through this week. <laughs> try. try. It's been a, it's, it was not a good football week for the two of us. No, no. Um, and it, you know, it is what it is. We'll power through. Yeah, welcome to this baseball edition of yeah, uh, What no. Do They Know. I don't even have that this year. <laughs> no, you do <laughs> Normally not. I have the Yankees to, to help, to my, de- help my depression with the Jets. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have that this year. They <laughs> were officially eliminated today. Were they really? Yep. I did not know that. Yep. I, obviously, officially eliminated today. So the D-backs were there in town. Congratulations to the Yankees and the Jets. <laughs> oh, right. my man's going through it right Dude, now. Dude, it's been okay. My watch wants to know which sport we're talking about. So <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna power through here, and uh, we'll kick it off with. Jeff's random thought. This normally will will bring me up a little bit. So, what's your random thought this week? Well, I'm glad I can bring some joy to you, into your life on on this somber Sunday. Uh, <laughs> um, but my random thought comes from uh, seeing my up, upstairs door neighbor watering his plants, and it just I mean, I mean, all my random thoughts kind of like tie in with nostalgia and what I used to do as a kid. So, whenever I see like someone gardening or watering their plants, it reminds me of when I would have like a spray nozzle. Mm-hmm. On, on the on the hose and you put it on a full blast and it just kind of makes it look like an anaconda type of thing when you're holding it mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit back and just let it go all, all all um freestyle oh like when you first turn it on yeah and then you just let you just have the spray nozzle on full blast um with that little clip and you don't have to hold on to it yep. so you hold back on the on the hose and it kind of like does like a little snake thing so my random thought was oh it was about steve Irwin this week so um I'm just wondering how many of us, like as like, grew up with Steve Irwin, and we uh, kind of grew up into adults, and we start doing animal noises, still doing uh, little fun little things like that, you know, channeling into our inner childhood and whatnot. So for me, I love, I, I enjoy just doing little random things like that, um, doing little snake things. Um, I like making snake noises to scare my sister. <laughs> Anybody who knows my sister Ashley knows that snakes are her number one phobia in the entire world. Um, and so you could be literally in the house like where there would make zero sense for a snake. And if you make that noise, she's going to freak out and probably cry. And whenever I think of a snake, I always think of your dad. Shout out your your dad yeah. for the for that one the video snake for um, well, that too. The, the, the snake. It's <laughs> I'm a snake. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so yeah. shout out uh, James. Um for for always making me laugh with that video but yeah steve Irwin, that rip i i that was always a big thing the crocodile hunter with me and it, see, it never really was with me no 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 never really like crikey mate no nope. all, all that jazz um that's upsetting well, i gotta but, give it to you oh. jeff that's the that's the most random thought so far thank so, you congrats, thank you congratulations it, it always goes that way all right so let's kick it off let's kick off the week three action lot to go over i have normally we try and stick to like two top stories but i wrote down like four or five this week so nice. um no fan questions this week so that's fine um but feel free to to submit any um for for anything that you saw this week or anything that we that we go over tonight that you want us to 
to elaborate on a little bit more, but right. um, let's jump into our top stories. I'll let you go first and kind of what you saw this week and what, what jumped out at you. Right. I think the first thing that uh, jumps out is that 70 burger oh, that my uh, Miami put up on, a, on Denver. So uh, um, yeah, that it's been a rough couple of days for, for Colorado. You got uh, um, the Buffaloes over there in college yeah. <laughs> getting a little, yeah. little smoke. They got spanked yep, by Oregon. So um, that yeah. was a little rough. And then, 24-hour turnaround, you got Denver um, getting absolutely walloped by by Miami with that 70-burger. So, I mean, just Miami's uh, and, offense is just going insane right now. And we were talking about it as we were re- getting ready for this show. Like, admittedly, neither of us watched that game today, but we were going through the stat lines for everything, and Jalen Waddell didn't even play. Right. They put up 70 points, Touch and Jalen Waddell didn't even play. Like, they're they're just I feel like they're literally just scratching the surface of what they can do. Right. And I cannot wait to watch them next week against the Bills. I really can't because it's, I feel like that's gonna be such a good game and that's yeah. It's gonna be their biggest test, obviously, yep. so far this season, week four. That Bills defense obviously they they've clamped it down yeah. since well, I mean, it's not like they underperformed really during that first week during with the Jets, but um I guess with the with the they were just taken aback by the Aaron Rodgers injury, um, but they they've held it down for the past two weeks against the Raiders and and this week against the Commanders. But yeah, it'll definitely be a test for both sides on on <laughs> on who's legit and what needs to be worked on. They're, if you have any weak points on either side, they're gonna find they're it. gonna find it. Yep. So, All right. As for the other one, I got C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud definitely impressed me he's he's improving every single week um for that houston texans uh team so he's he's showing that arguably he should he should have been the number one overall pick yeah um to be honest obviously bryce young was out today with a an ankle injury but cj stroud is taking all the steps needed to to really be that franchise guy yeah like i'm he's hasn't shown anything that says he's not yeah and i saw a stat um or a little earlier he's got over 900 passing yards already in the first three games yeah yeah and as a rookie i want to say that's the rec that's the record or close to it Mm -hmm. um so he's yeah he's he's i mean they they knocked off the jags today right that's um one of my top stories as well um i'm really really surprised at how he's looked so far right and and i i think we kind of discussed at the beginning of the season we were breaking down the rookie quarterbacks like we weren't really enthralled in any of them right we were kind of excited about bryce young but um, yeah all, all of them had anthony questions. richardson not so much right. cj stroud not so much and i mean anthony richardson and, and obviously he didn't play today because of, of his concussion but him and stroud have been lights out right they've been um, the most impressive yeah they've been the most impressive for right. sure and so um yeah the rookie the rookie class might be a little bit better than what everybody thought Right. Yeah. I mean, credit to the head coaches there and Steichen over there in Indy and and D'Amico Ryan's here in Houston. Um, those guys have really, I guess, cemented themselves as, as formidable head coaches and getting their teams ready to play week in and week out. They, they have not been a pushovers at all during this entire season, which uh, honestly, I didn't think Houston was going to be. But um, in, Indy has really surprised me. They're yeah. two and one now. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, that, and they, that, yeah, that that is a big uh storyline for me as well yeah no doubt uh that kind of leads perfectly into my first um top story which was just the surprising outcomes of the week um the three being you know the texans over the jags the colts over the ravens and the biggest one arguably is the cardinals over the 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 cowboys right um i don't really 
think any anybody saw that last one coming. Um, you know, so it just shows that you know that's why they play the NFL. You know, Chris Berman. It's why they play the game. Anything can happen any Sunday. Right. Um, that those were three really surprising outcomes this week. Um, specifically for me personally, the Ravens. We talked about it last week. Not me not having them in my um, top five, right. and and you know the loss today to the Colts just kind of shows why. I mean, they still only put up 19 points today. Yeah, their offense. Their, their offense has not. I mean, you know, they had they were down seven starters. We we talked mm-hmm. about this every week. It seems like their injury issues, right. and it just never it just never improves for them. Right. Um. But you know, the Ravens kind of I feel like solidified me not putting them in my my top five last week. So, um, yeah, those three games were were the biggest storylines to me. Mm-hmm. Um, next, freaking Brandon Staley. We've talked about him at length. Um, and you know, it's not going to be a story because they ended up winning the game. Right. But the dude tried to blow the game again. They were up 28, 24. They were, it was fourth and one on their own 24 yard line. Right. They have the lead. Mm -hmm. Not like they're trying to go get points. All you're trying to do is, is knock out the clock. Right. And they went for it and they got stuffed. And the only reason it's not a story is because, uh, the Vikings ended up throwing a pick, uh, at the goal line. Right. And they ended up winning the game. But yeah. like, what is this dude thinking? Huh. I, I just don't understand. Like he's act. It seems like he's actively trying to lose games. Huh. And, and like, again, if they had lost, I wish they would have lost. I really do. But not because I have any gripe against the chargers, right? But just because I want this dude exposed for what he is. I feel like he is a terrible, terrible game manager. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't understand what he's doing. Yeah. They, they asked him the question after the game, like, what was your thought process on that? And his, as well, you get the first down and you ice the clock. And then, um, yeah. It was fourth and less than one. Um, it, his thing was, yes, they're in field goal range, but we're up four points, so they need the touchdown. So, but at the same time, you got to re- realize your defense is hasn't been playing outstanding during this uh, first three weeks, and they've already allowed twenty four points. Uh, pin them back. Yep, kick the, pin them kick back. the punt. Make them drive yeah. the entire entire field in what a minute or whatever it was that, that was remaining. It was just one of those things where. You understand the ideology with it, but at the same time, it's I don't think it's putting your team in the best no. position to play or, or to win. I mean, they were one deflected pass from losing right. because of that. Yeah, it's like if it's at round midfield, yeah, like almost an interception. The Raiders just dropped a pick six, uh, a walk-in pick six. Yep. But um, yeah, if it's around midfield, I guess I can kind of see it because it's – half the field obviously you can pin them back inside the 10 and whatnot but midfield meh but you're inside your own 25 yard line that what that's are you doing yeah what that's that's just I, you're you're shortening the field to a quarter not, of the field and not to not to mention your starting running back is out mm-hmm. yeah your your offense is i get it your offense is um putting up points it's 28 28 points there but at the same time you got to think of the play call you gave it to i believe your fullback there uh, and they haven't been running the ball at all during that game so if, you, if you're going to put it in someone's hands you better put it in justin herbert's hands and let them let the guy let the guy cook basically yeah but it, it was just it goes down to play call it goes down to where where you're at and it's just i think he was very fortunate to not we <laughs> blow we that have again. talked multiple times on this show about how the chargers lose games in the worst way yeah. and how we we always said it comes down to coaching and today right. was almost a perfect example of that 
right. picture perfect example of him doing exactly what we talk about almost every week on this show. Yep. The dude drives me nuts. If I was a Chargers fan, holy <laughs> smokes, I would I would not be okay. I would just I would not. <laughs> Um, I mean, the only, I guess, fortunate thing about it is they were playing, I guess, an even worse mo- defense, worse defense and a worst, uh, I guess, cursed team, I well, guess, in yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings also are, <laughs> no offense, are, are known to uh, lose some heartbreakers over there in Minnesota. So um, it's just one of those things where, yeah, you don't want to. I'm, I'm sure I'll have a double take or or second thoughts next time that situation comes around. But yeah, punt I the mean, ball. I punt, don't know. Punt the ball. Yeah, you got to punt, dude. Um, all right. So next, I wrote down injuries. I feel like injuries are uh, not even specifically this week, but like in the mm-hmm. NFL in general. Right. There have been a lot of big name injuries, and I don't really remember years past this many prominent people getting injured i mean just to name a few obviously we have aaron Rodgers with his achilles Mm -hmm. nick chubb basically snapped his leg in half last Mm -hmm. week on monday night football right um trevon diggs uh tore his acl in practice uh mike williams from the chargers very very good receiver went down with a knee injury today he got carted off that doesn't look good right and then obviously your boy Derek carr um who sounds like he got some decent news right Right, probably best case scenario Right. Um, sprained AC joint going to be out more than likely a, w- a week or two, maybe a couple weeks. But yeah, I was worried about a collarbone on that yeah, one. Yeah, it looked that was a really really tough tackle. Right. Um. And so I just I just threw that out there because I feel like there have been, I mean, there's always injuries in the NFL, but I don't remember right. a time where this many you know quote unquote prominent players or all stars or Pro Bowlers, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. um, are are just going down left and right. Right. And it just it just really. It hurts. It hurts the NFL. Yeah. At the end of the day, and my my thing is, uh, even to take it a step further, a lot of these players are going down during practice. I, even going back to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hyperextending his knee. Thankfully, it was just the one week that he missed. Yep. But and then Trevon Diggs, obviously, this past week tearing his ACL. It it makes me wonder what what exactly is going on during these practices. How hard are they going? Um, what, what sort of um drills are they running during practice? Because I. To me, every time I'm looking at injury news, I feel like at least half of the time it's during practice. And I don't remember a time where practice injuries were this prominent. So that to carry on with your injuries, yeah, it, it's definitely getting a little out of control. But um, in terms of practice, <laughs> it, it's getting it's getting kind of crazy over there. Yeah, yeah, it for sure is. So um, I just threw that out there. Like I said, I thought it was an interesting topic for through through the first three weeks. Right. Um, and then this last one, I feel like no one's probably going to really talk about this. I just um, I wrote it down because it was it was somewhat sneaky news last season, and it, it just popped up again today. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac Jones has had a reputation of being a dirty player. Oh, because he kicked the sauce. Yeah, I think. What uh, the yeah, heck? I didn't, man? I didn't see the video. I mean, I didn't see the play. Right. But I mean, I don't. I don't I know why Sauce that. would lie. Right. right. The quarterbacks. Quarterback sneak at some point late in the game. Allegedly, mm-hmm. Mac Jones gave basically gave him a cup check, and like smacked him down there. And like, dude, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Like you, we see all these highlights that came out again last year. I don't remember what the play was, but like they started showing all these reels on social media of of him like tripping guys or mm-hmm. blindsiding guys, and it kind of was a story for a week or two, and then went away. And then now this comes up again that right. he's cup checking guys, you know, when they're at the bottom of the pile. Right. And so that, I mean, it more irritated me as a Jet fan, to be honest. Right. Um, but I think that that's something that, you know, if it was anybody else, they'd get way more attention than 
he's he's probably going to get about it. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to see the play exactly yeah. how it all went down. And like, is it like during a normal football play, or did he go like out of his way to like intentionally go after Sauce on 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 a cup check type of thing? Um, obviously, Which I, I don't know. If we're ever gonna I don't know if we're ever gonna see that just because you know it was like at the bottom of the pile. Right, right. So, if it's at the bottom of the pile type of thing, it, it, that's rough. I mean, to, you hear stories about that, like trying to get a fumble or whatever. Right, so just, I mean, you're just kicking, punching, trying yeah. to get a ball out or something. Say you got you got a recovery or something. You just never know how the how the bottom of the scrum is going to turn out. Um, whether he's just trying to get up or something, I, I'd have to see. Um, but yeah, it, in ter- I think it can be a big story because of of Mac Jones's of I guess previous incidents. Yeah. Um, his uh, track record. His track record yeah. with uh, with all this dirty play and and going out of your way to try to injure people or, or at least leave some sort of impression. Yeah. <laughs> that you're a dirty player, but. Um, yeah, I'd have to see the play in order to to get uh, develop an opinion on it type of thing. Okay, so those are our storylines from around the week, around the league, I should say, for week three. We're going to go over to our prisoner of the moment segment, so we're going to just throw out some some overreactions, or maybe they're not overreactions, depending right. on. So right. um, I'll let you throw yours out, and then I'll, I'll decide if I think it's a re- overreaction or not. Right, so my number one thing is the Dolphins will have the greatest offense of all time. Dude, I almost wrote that exact same thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> I almost wrote that exact same thing. No, I don't think that's an overreaction at right. all. I, I, So I was going between, before you told me you were going to write about the Dolphins, I was right. going between the best offense ever or going 17-0. and 0. Mm. Because, I, I mean, I'm so, yeah, I'm I sure. could not be more high on the Dolphins right now. <laughs> and obviously I put them, we you know, at number one in my power power rankings last last week, right? And they're dang sure not going anywhere this week, right? And so, no, I don't think that that's, that's an overreaction at all. I mean, mm-hmm. we already talked about they're they're they were playing a guy down today. I mean, they're having guys run for over two hundred yards that I've never even heard of today. I couldn't even tell you the guy's name. He ran for over two hundred yards. A, a chainer. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. are we doing, man? Like like they have they they are going to have a historic again health pending, right? Mm-hmm. That's always the the you know. Um, disclaimer you have to throw out there is if everybody stays healthy right but i mean if they keep going at the rate that they're going i mean good lord yep they are going to get guys paid and they are going to be setting records yep i mean if so you I had, do not think that's an overreaction at all if you had a dolphins player in your in your fantasy lineup outside probably of Jalen Waddle, yeah outside of Jalen waddle you, uh, yeah yeah congratulations <laughs> you did well for yourself yeah. thank you to the guy who had two on his bench against me really by the way yeah thank you very much thank you very much <laughs> But yeah, I mean, obviously, when we think about great offenses, you think of the Rams, nineteen ninety nine, great show and turf. Um, twenty thirteen, Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning setting the all time record for passing passing yards over there in Denver. Um, you just think about Randy Moss with, with uh the Vikings and the Patriots, both. I mean, you obviously you have Tyreek Hill there, so you have Jalen Waddle, you have all these weapons that I guess obviously right now you don't want to say Tyreek Hill matches up with Randy Moss, but historically looking down 10 years from now, you might, we might look, be looking at Hill as that sort of player and that sort of game changer. He, he, he's definitely looking like a hall of fame, um, solidifying spot type of thing where, where it's not even a question. It's just about when he's going to be inducted type of thing. Um, so right now I, I feel very high on the dolphins offense. Um, the defense, Obviously, it's hard to live up to that offense as a defense. You're, you're going to be on the field a lot because they're scoring points all all the time. They're going to be throwing the ball against you. So it, 
just allowing 20 points to the Denver Broncos that <laughs> and creating a 50 point spread. Yeah. That's, that's pretty incredible on, on that. I front. mean, think about the numbers from just today. They oh, yeah. scored 10 touchdowns mm-hmm. and they had over 700 yards of offense Yep, in one game in four quarters of football. That's crazy. That's like, unheard of. And it's crazy, yep. man. Like I, I understand like this is an age where offense takes precedence and, but it's been a while since it's been a pass pass first league and to still have this sort of success, even though you got defensive coordinators adjusting and adjusting and adjusting to, to pass happy offenses. It, it really is unprecedented. We're starting to see start, uh, sort of defensives kind of like make a comeback um, because they're starting to adjust to the pass happy offense. But Mike McDaniels, he is making full use of every single weapon that, uh, is to his uh, disposal over there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, side note about the Dolphins and the Jets. <laughs> you know, don't even get me started, but literally this, at, almost to the minute that the Jets lost today, the game went final. Mm-hmm. Mike White threw like a seven-yard bomb in that game. Yeah. And it's yeah, just I like that. I saw on Twitter on, on the timeline, it was like, this is exactly what we do not need to see right now. <laughs> and it's just like such a punch in the gut. Yeah, I, I know how, how you are on with Mike White, even though... He's uh, a starter in the NFL. Yep. <laughs> yep it's not uh, even a hot take it's not even a hot take not an overreaction um all um, right so. yeah, i love that i love that that's not an overreaction even a little bit right. and and i think that's something you know what that's something that we should actively start tracking what? like on this show we should start like we need to find the best historically the best offense document mm-hmm. what their numbers are mm-hmm. and where the dolphins are and how like if they're on track i'm gonna start doing that okay remind me Remind you, I will very much so. Or the Dolphins will remind you, actually, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, but yeah, they got a tough matchup with the Bills next next week. So we'll, we'll definitely find out what they're what they're made of offensively next week. Yep. Um, as for my second overreaction, I'm gonna uh, Trevon Diggs's ACL tear has ended the Cowboys Super Bowl hopes. So, Whew, that's a good one. That's a really good one, especially <laughs> yeah. after today. That's yeah, like especially the perfect. After today. That's like the perfect. Prisoner of the moment question. Absolutely, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's an overreaction. Okay, and I'm gonna say that because I'm starting to think that the Cardinals are maybe a little bit better than we thought. Right. Um. And I I mean it was the perfect trap game. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean yeah. It, they they crushed the Jets. They're two and zero. They are the cream of the crop in the NFL. Everybody's talking about them. They're right. playing the lowly Cardinals. The spread was like freaking fourteen points. Yep. And they have a big one against um, New England next week. Yeah, it's a stereotypical trap game, and so I, I I'm gonna say for right now mm-hmm. that's an overreaction. Okay, next week who knows? We'll right. see. If they lose to the Patriots. I don't think they have any business losing to the Patriots. Then we'll be having that conversation. Right. Um, yeah. I mean that Trevon Diggs is like the heart and soul, basically, right, right next to Michael Parsons over there. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. always he's always there vocally, <laughs> at least. Um, talking that talk but he can walk that walk type of thing so losing your best uh cornerback is definitely rough a little pick over here with pittsburgh but um yeah the cardinals i mean they they hung tough with the with the giants last week honestly they should have won that game but they they let that lead go but and then they also uh lost by what a point over there with the commanders week one so So, they're, they're definitely a lot feistier of a team than uh, well, we gave him credit for coming into this the season. A, this is a beautiful transition. Let me tell you why. My first question to you: uh-huh. The Cardinals are the best one and two team in the NFL. Oh, the best one and two team. 
do we have a list of what the one and two teams are right I now? I should have that, but I do not. <laughs> let me, let yeah, me, you pummeled the let bag. Me, let me find it. <laughs> that, that's all right. Honestly, yeah. The Patriots. Okay. The Jets. Okay, they're better than the Jets. The Jaguars. The, the Titans. The Chargers. Okay. Oh. The Giants. And that's it. Everybody else is either two and zero or three and zero or zero. What about Houston? Houston is where's Houston? They are one and two. Yeah. So okay. So okay. Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, all one and two in the AFC South. Yeah, I'd still say the Chargers. I, w- I yeah. want to say the Chargers. Even I, I even do too. I, I do too. Even if they have the buckles there and with their with their coaching, I, I talent talent wise, they're just too good. I I think the players are good enough to win in spite of their coaching, in spite of coaching decisions that Staley did today. I will say, I think Mike Williams, whatever, what happens with him could be a big, a big loss. Right. Um, He's that deep ball, deep threat guy. Yeah. Had a big one today, 50 yard or 49 yard touchdown. Yeah. They, um, thankfully for the chargers, at least they have um, a wide receiver. They drafted this year. I think Quentin Johnson, I want to say his name is, um, to back him up, I guess, and replace him. But obviously, Mike Williams is pretty established in this league, and he definitely has a re- repertoire with uh, Herbert. So yep. it's it's definitely going to be a huge loss. And, yeah, that connection between Johnson and, and Herbert's going to have to develop real fast if Mike Williams is out for a period of time. But, yep. yeah, that, that's a good one. I I think it's a little bit of an overreaction right now. Because they, don't get me wrong, they have been very competitive. They've been in every single they're game. They're feisty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're that, a feisty team. Like, yep. they... They they looked pretty good against the Cowboys today. Yep, absolutely. Them, Houston, and Indy, the the ones with the upsets today, they they've all looked really, really decent and really, I guess beyond competitive. Actually, that they they've been looking dominant at times. Actually, so it, I'll say it's an overreaction for now, but they're definitely up there. Okay. Now, Jeff, this next one I need you to tell me is not an overreaction. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This time next week, okay, when we are sitting here, okay, on Sunday Night Football, okay, the Jets and the Chiefs, Kirk Cousins will be behind center for the D- New York Jets. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I- I'm having conflicting uh, thoughts right now. Why is that? Because you told me not to say it's, it's not an overreaction. reaction. Well, I mean, Minnesota's zero and three now. They, they are. It makes too much sense, yeah. right? It just makes too much sense for for oh, this, especially the Jets. Yeah, like I, I don't know if the Vikings would go for that though. That's that's the thing. I know. It's, like obviously in the NFC North, you got the Lions, you got the Packers, who are both two and one, and then you got the Bears, who are just. I don't know. A they're dumpster, a, yeah, they're a dumpster, dumpster fire. fire they're, right they're atrocious. Yeah, they're just bad. <laughs> I think we, that's something we should talk like, about. That. Yeah, I, I personally overestimated the Bears in, in a very big way. I thought they were going to be yeah, exciting. <laughs> well, I thought they were going to yeah, be exciting. You did. <laughs> I thought they were still going to finish up third in their division, but I thought they were at least going to be exciting. But like like last year, they, they were they were bad, but they were at least exciting, especially offensively. But now. They're just uh, it's just a clunk. It's yeah. just a clunk fest over there. I they I don't they couldn't have looked worse against the chiefs today. Nope. And, I mean, you kind of, you kind of knew that was going to happen, right? right? I mean, based off everything that happened during the week with mm-hmm. Justin Fields, essentially blaming and then trying to walk back his blame of, of coaching. Right. Um, there was a defensive coordinator 
Alan Williams, mm-hmm. who who the FBI apparently raided his house. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, resigned in the middle of the week. Right. So who knows what the heck's going on there? Um, yeah, at this point, it's just it's every, just, every man for himself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you knew you knew it was going to happen today. I mean, the Bears, they're a huge disappointment. But, um, yeah, man, I just think it makes too much sense. And so, therefore, it probably won't happen. I don't think it's an – I don't – let me say this. I don't think it's an overreaction that it should happen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think oh, it's no, an overreaction no. at all. Yeah. Whether it will, right. even not even next week, right? Even before the trade deadline, mm-hmm. who who knows? Um, just because, the, I mean, Robert Salas still said after the game today, when asked about Zach Wilson, basically said, yeah, we're fine with him. I don't know what fine means. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's such a bad draw of the cards for Zach Wilson because uh, ideally you would have had to back up Rodgers for uh, at least a year. And, and you'd at least get that knowledge and experience um, under your belt type of thing. But now it's just you're, you're thrust into the into the starting role again. And it's a role that he's just not ready for. Not not. It's too quick for him. Yeah, it's too quick. He he just looks now, you know, we got it. We got to bail him out here a little bit. The, the Jets offensive line is is horrible. Yeah, they looked really, really bad two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And we all talked about it at the beginning of the season. But it was one of those things that we kind of shrugged off because of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he'll you know, he'll figure it out. He'll right. make it work. Right. Well, now we don't have that. Exactly. And it's Zach Wilson who just looks like he doesn't know what decision to make and just always makes the wrong one. Right. Um, yeah, he doesn't have that that guiding, I guess, that guiding light that was Rodgers beforehand. Obviously, Rodgers, I don't know if he's traveling with the team or whatnot. But not yet. I, right. Not yet. He's so FaceTiming he, into meetings, apparently, right. and there he's he's got to do some more rehab, and then he's trying to get back to Jersey to be you know on the sidelines right. and meetings, that sort of thing. Yeah, but, yeah that's just not the same for Zach Wilson. No. Honestly, whenever, when we were watching Hard, Hard Knocks, you'd always see the light in Zach Wilson's eye whenever he would like talk or... or or interact with Rodgers in any way. Now he doesn't have that. It's just now he's thrust back into the the New York media. That's going to just eat him alive. And it, obviously every, everyone's going to say, move on from Zach Wilson. And at this point, you kind of have to. You, 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 yeah, I feel like you kind of have to find at least some sort of answer somewhere else. They are going to. Even uh, if it's for Zach Wilson's sake. So everybody, as far as I've seen, Mm-hmm. Said all the right things after the game today. Right. Garrett Wilson said, "Oh, I still got confidence in him. He's my guy. Whatever. Right. We got to do better as an offensive whole. What you know, all that same stuff." Zach Wilson actually took accountability. Right. Unlike the Patriots game last year, which was it was very it was eerily similar that mm-hmm. whole game. Horrible weather. It was a kick fest back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was of course where Zach was asked if he thought he let the team down, and he said no. Right. And then he ended up getting benched shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. It was the same sort of game, and you know. Today he said it all. It all falls on me. I got to be better. Blah blah blah. Right. So he said all the right stuff, but at some point, and I feel like that point is is quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, or just the defense who gets exhausted, mm-hmm. they're going to lose that locker room. Right. Because they have the talent. They're just one. They're just a quarterback away. I saw a poll today, and I think it was a Jets Nation thing, so it's obviously skewed. <laughs> but it said the the question was if the Jets had just an average quarterback would they have won that game mm-hmm. and i think the answer is yes right like again it's the same thing we talked about last year the stat last year was if the jets had scored the league average in points mm-hmm. which was 21 okay they would have been uh 12 and 5 that's just that's, that's just league, card team, league right? average in points oh. not not blowing people out right you know just league average just yep. be average <laughs> and they just they can't find a guy to just be average. It's right. the most frustrating thing as a Jets fan. And I mean, 
Kirk Cousins is better than average, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And no, I mean, he's absolutely. on an expiring contract, so he'll he'll be gone after this year. He's a rental, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about him if if Rodgers does come back. You know, you don't have to worry about them fighting right. like right. Rodgers is the guy again. Right. Kirk will go sign another hundred million dollar contract somewhere, probably, and it'll be it'll be fine. But like, dude, you can't just give up on this season, and I feel like that's what they're doing. <laughs> if if they don't go out and get somebody, yeah. Going back to your losing the locker room thing, I think you even saw some sort of um. I guess um, hints of it with uh, Michael Carter getting into it with his running back coach. Um, he, he started yelling running back coach kind of walked away and I, I don't know who it was that guy in between them. I think it was a Brees hall, but it's only guy in between them. And it was like, I actually didn't even see that. You haven't seen no, it. Yeah. Michael that. Carter on the sideline surprised me. Yep. It's just one of the, I'm not sure what they were fighting about. I'm not sure what play led up to that. It's just going to be one of those things where, yeah, we're going to have another season of where we have a, an acceptable, 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 um, exceptional defense. Excuse me. Um, go by the base wayside and just waste another year, and then all of a sudden you got you got to pay those guys in defense. That's going to set you back on in terms of your offense because obviously your offense isn't producing in a way, and those guys aren't going to get deals that they want. They're going to look elsewhere and they're going to voice frustrations like Michael Carter did. So it, yeah, I think they should definitely. Look into it in terms of what the Vikings are looking for compensation. I don't know. That's gonna. That's yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd be looking elsewhere for a quarterback right now. I mean, even I mean, shoot, bring in Carson Wentz off the street. Yeah, like I'm to the point where like a- anybody is better than him. Right. I'm sorry. I, I really. I. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, like we were talking with Staley, the coaching coaching uh, staff's job is to put your team in the best position to win right now putting zach wilson out there is not it's not doing that not doing that you're stroking his ego and that's about it right so it's the gm and the and sala have some decisions to make whether it's going to roll out zach wilson again or they're going to bring somebody in at least some some guys in for tryouts and see where they're at here's my prediction okay okay zach wilson (laughs) will be the starter next week okay they will get slaughtered by the chiefs on yep. Sunday Night Football, and it's a national televised game. Oh, yeah. And that's when something happens. Yeah. But by then, they're one and three. Mm. Is it too late? Right. You if know? You're, I, if, yeah, if you bring in a quarterback, because right, like right now, you're still in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your season is not lost. You bring in a guy who, again, is just flipping average. Who knows what could happen? But I think, I, I think. He plays this week. Sounds sounds like they're not going to do anything this week. Right. And then if they get just flat out exposed, even more than they already are on Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. nationally televised game, then hopefully something happens. Right. Yep. All right. So those <laughs> were our overreactions this week. Actually, sound like some of them weren't overreactions. So that was a good that was good this week. Right. Um, we'll get into our power rankings. Um, again, we'll list all our teams one through five. Okay. And figure out you know what if what if anything changed from from last week right so i'll let you go first so number one i got i had a debate over this obviously with dolphins oh putting my up gosh, 70 it's not even a debate <laughs> are you kidding me right now i'm putting the 49ers still up top you're I, I, just wrong i'm just wrong you're just wrong <laughs> uh, honestly i i for me being number one means you're balanced on both offensive and defense uh, to me the 49ers are exactly that they played thursday night they scored 30 on the giants and they held giants to 12 points that they're, they're to me, they're a machine that that just carries on doing what they need to do, and they have all the pieces on both ends of the field. Um, number two, I got the Dolphins. That's where I have them now. Obviously, you put up a seventy, you're making a big statement there. So 
but obviously I, I I need to see what they do next week with Buffalo. If you beat Buffalo, then yes, you're, you're definitely probably going to take that top spot in the power rankings, but it's just going to be one of those things. What can you do against a high-octane type of offense, and what are you going to do against a very a very good defense? Um, obviously, Denver's not, not the cream of the crop when it comes to competition. They're allegedly supposed to have a good defense. Right. Yeah, Vance Joseph, Vance Joseph and that entire defense has just fallen apart since last year. Last year, they, they were at least competent. This year, they're just not. I don't know what's going on with with, I mean, with some with Sean Payton and Vance Joseph. They're they're just not seeing eye to eye. I know this happened kind of with Sean Payton back in New Orleans with um oh who's the defensive coordinator for Kansas City right now? Uh, Steve Spagnola. Yeah, yeah, they, they had like the worst defense of all time back in like 2014 or something, and it, it, obviously Steve goes to uh, Kansas City, and all of a sudden he's putting pounding out uh, Super Bowl uh, caliber defenses. So I, I'm not sure what's going on there if if it's a Sean Payton thing, um, but yeah, as for right now, I I wouldn't say I don't put too much stock into putting 70 on on Denver right now. Listen uh, to what you just said. <laughs> it's just it's Denver's, listen to what you just Denver's said. A dumpster I wouldn't fire. put too much stock into putting seventy. I don't care if it's any team. You right. put up seventy, dude. Come on. I don't know. Denver's just being it's just being a dumpster fire right now. They're just all over the place. They're like Chicago right now. They are. They, they are not in a good place right now. They, to me, they probably gave up probably halfway through that through that game against Miami. Also, side note, real quick, mm-hmm. I heard this week because we were talking. They were talking on the radio about the Chargers, and they were talking about the Broncos, and right. you know, blah blah blah. And the story, or the way that it was like, kind of framed in the media, was that the Broncos was the job that Sean Payton wanted. Like, right, he had the pick of any of the jobs, right? And that's what he wanted. He even wanted that over the Charger job. Yeah, that, and it came out this week. I can't remember who it was that was reporting it, but basically they said that the only reason that Staley is still the coach is because ownership is so cheap and they didn't want to fire him and have to pay all the money. And, yeah, and then, and then no to him, oh, on to, his, Staley? To, to Staley on his busted <laughs> contract uh-huh. and then to Sean Payton on top of that. Right. Which that's rough. You know what? If that's true, you deserve to lose. Right. Like I, I, easy. It's easy for me to say not spending millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right. But like when you have it, at your disposal yeah. type of thing you're yeah. just being cheap yeah you're just being cheap so i thought that was really interesting yeah you're just betraying your fans at that point yeah so yeah it, honestly that would have been a good interesting connection oh my gosh can you, and, and can you imagine Champagne? yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> well but yeah i got dolphins at two i got the eagles at three um they play tomorrow so we'll see how yep. how, how they fare um chiefs at four it looks like they got their mojo back with kelsey uh coming back um two weeks removed from that hyperextended knee um, Taylor Swift was in the house. <laughs> yeah, so I thought he was gonna blow up for like three touchdowns. Yeah, but... so did I. <laughs> that should have been a top story in its own. <laughs> They're officially a thing. They're officially a thing. Um, yeah, the the TNT connection over there, Travis. Yeah, and Taylor. But yeah, w- way to go, Travis. I guess. But sure. <laughs> and then at number five, I got Buffalo. I got the Bills. So it'll okay. it'll be an interesting matchup. Very worthwhile. Who matchup. fell out of your five? Ravens. They lost, and then. Lost Cowboys. Cowboys. They lost. Yep. Yeah. So I kicked the I kicked the Cowboys out of my top five as well. I have literally the exact same thing except I have the Dolphins first and the Forty Nine ers second, okay. and then Eagles, Chiefs, Bills. Oh, nice. So very very similar. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of shocked that you still put the Niners first. I'm not gonna lie. To me, it's like the, the a no brainer. 
that the Dolphins are the best team. Like I get balance and balance, but you when you're putting up seventy, you don't need balance. Like I know eventually that's gonna they're gonna face a team that's gonna keep them. Yeah, from, you're not gonna pay. You're not you're not gonna put up seventy every. No, every I get week. that. And there's gonna I, be games where your defense has to show up, type of thing. And and for me, San Francisco has proven that that even if their offensive offense struggles, um, their defense is gonna be there to pick them up. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen that from Miami yet. Fair enough. All right. Well, you're wrong, but um, <laughs> all right. So now we're going to do our studs and duds um, fantasy football recap. Just mm-hmm. some guys that blew up and some guys that um, didn't didn't show up. Right. Um, so go ahead. I think we can both agree on the Dolphins offense. Just yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. Yeah. Um, who, who's the guy that had 200 he had 51 fantasy points today? I've never heard from never heard of yeah, him. Rookie, in my, I think he's a rookie. Yeah. yeah rookie mm-hmm. running back. He over, had over 200 yards. I want to say he had four touchdowns. Him and Mostert both had four touchdowns apiece. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's disgusting. Like, <laughs> just working crazy. your face. <laughs> that's crazy to me. I think they both had two rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns, <sighs> and Tyreek Hill had that other the other one. That's well, just insane. So yeah, it's, if you had the running backs or Tyreek Hill or Tua, I mean, shoot, yeah. they don't need to trade for Jonathan Taylor. The heck, yeah, man. that that would have been a little overpowering. But I, I think the whole thing was Jeff Wilson Jr. being there, and yeah. you kind of had that the taste of what. They were last year with Mostert and Wilson Jr. being there most of the year. Um, but a change just blew up this week, and I guess he's going to be part of that rotation. But I think it goes down to just their offensive scheme. Yep. They're just too fast everywhere. Yep. Um, but, yeah, in terms of a quarterback out or players outside of Miami in general, a quarterback I got, Herbert, I, I think that Chargers offense is just – I'm not sure how much they're going to run the ball anymore. And so – but obviously that is a detriment more to Kelly than it is to Eckler because Eckler is definitely a lot more of a receiving back. Um, Kelly is more of that running back. He's Ke- been such he's been, a dud. He's been a disappointment. He's <laughs> spoiler alert for my dud section. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Joshua <laughs> Kelly. Um, yeah, I mean, I rolled with him two weeks of, with so did I with Keller. So did I. Eckler um, not being in the starting rotation, being out, being injured. But yeah, that offense is going to go through Herbert for for the foreseeable future. Um, in terms of running back, I got Kenneth Walker there in Seattle. Yeah, great, great day. Great day. Two touchdowns, 90-something plus yards. Um, it, yeah, that's going to be Seattle's, um, I guess, game plan, I guess, going forward. And it, and it should be. I spoke about it before during our division divisional breakdowns that they don't need Geno Smith to be the Geno Smith of last year. They, they don't need him to be this this – passing um, um, quarterback that he's just not known for. Right. He, he just be a game manager and give it to Kenneth Walker. I will say Seattle looked more back to normal today. Right. Um, they played the Panthers. Obviously, Bryce Young didn't even play. Right. But I watched a good majority of that game, and I felt like they had a really, really good rhythm on offense. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that they're <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I think they're starting to get back into form. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to all reliable. Go, go back with your running back running game. Um, wide receiver Keenan Allen, obviously that that dude's going to be Herbert's number one target. More wrong about him. <laughs> Could have been more wrong about him. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you can always have skepticism in terms of his health because he's never healthy for for a full season. Yeah. But my goodness, when he plays, he, he's the number one target for Herbert. And like we said, Herbert and that offense is going to go through Herbert every single time. And if if Allen gets 18 catches every week, then it's going to go through him as well. <laughs> even if Mike, especially even more so if Mike Williams is, is going to miss some time. Um, another one, I got Tank Dell over there in Houston. Who? 
Tank Dell. <laughs> Tank Dell over in Houston. He, <laughs> he came out of nowhere. Never even heard of him. Yep. Never heard of him in my life. <laughs> Wish I wrote down how many fantasy points he had, but he had a big game today over in, in Houston. It, it was Nico Collins that was uh, uh, carrying that wide receiver one load over there during the first two weeks, but Tank Dell kind of stepped up. I'm believing he's he's a rookie because I've never heard of him either prior. But um, yeah, him and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had a had a day with Andy Dalton throwing him the ball. Uh, no no knock on Bryce Young, but Andy Dalton's a little bit more more of that savvy veteran that uh, knows your number one and is going to throw it to your number one and your number two. Or I think DJ Chark had a respectable day as well. Yep. So he had a long touchdown, I think. Yep. And then tight end um, Sam Laporta was my na- number one tight end. Um, He's starting to get really infused into that Detroit Lions uh, offense. And that offense is really pass-reliant. It's very pass-heavy. So if you have Sam Laporta, um, start starting him uh, with confidence on a weekend week, weekend uh, basis. And if <laughs> if he's still on, on waivers or free agency, pick him up. Pick him up. Pick him up. And then, the, and then defense, I got the Bills. They had, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were... They really exposed Washington today. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people were taking taking the line of the Bills being favored by six, six and a half. Yeah, thinking that the Commanders were gonna were gonna uh, yeah, beat I mean, that line, if not, you know, win the game outline. Yeah, outright, excuse me. Yeah, you got the Commanders kind of like showing a little bit of promise during the first two weeks, and then you got I would they say were a fake two and zero. Right, they were a fake two. Right, yeah, I agree with that. And then the Bills, obviously, they had that week one. Um, Heartbreaker with clunker, yeah, and with the Jets, but they they've turned it around real fast. You know, at least the Jets gave us Week One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you can always else, look back on that. If nothing else, man, like I'll go watch that video of me jumping up and down like a fool after that punt return, and I'll just smile, and that'll be my season. Way to go, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, Bills four interceptions, one fumble recovery, one TD, nine sacks, nine yeah, sacks. I did. I was fortunate enough to have them in in one league. And the Bills defense. The Bills so, in, one so of did my, I. in one of my money leagues. So did I. Thank you, Bills. Thank you, Bills. But yep, those are my studs for, okay. for that. Um, did you do duds already? I've not done duds. All right, can go do... Ahead. All right, I do my studs. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I had Lamar Jackson, quarterback, 28.8 points, two rushing touchdowns. Um, he started to look more into form. I still won't say he's there. Right. Because at the end of the day, they still only scored 19 points. Right. So he basically was the whole offense. Yeah, he rushed in for two touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah, two yeah, rushing touchdowns. Um Christian McCaffrey, twenty-two point nine points, twelve straight games with a rush with a touchdown. Right. Um so yeah, if you have impressive. him or I saw something crazy, like if you were to if you're into into bets, betting, but if you had rolled with him every single week to do that anytime touchdown score, you'd have won like thousands of dollars at this point. I think it was like 70, yeah. 5K or something. Yeah, it is a big like, amount. Yeah. But I mean, nobody, I don't know of anybody that would be brave enough to do that. But right. if you did, good for you. <laughs> um, I actually didn't realize that you wrote um, Adam Thielen because I wrote Adam Thielen as well. Oh, yeah, 30, 31.5 points. Definitely looked like he had a connection to um, Andy Dalton today. He looked way better today than he did in the, in the two games with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I think that's obviously just Bryce Young being a rookie and Andy Dalton be a little bit more comfortable. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's something to watch mm-hmm. if, you know, depending on how long the ankle injury lasts for Bryce Young, if Andy Dalton continues to start, Thielen could be a, a flex play right? Um, there for sure. Um, and then Lions defense, 16 points. They held Atlanta to, I think, two field goals. Um, so they, you know, they, they played great. Um, so those are, I didn't do tight end. I didn't, you didn't do that. Yeah, no, that's I right. I didn't do tight end. So yeah. that's that's my those are my studs for for this week. Yeah, going back to the Lions defense, I mean, 
obviously, if you're Atlanta, you would have came in with the game plan of passing the ball, but they just refused to do so. So They're uh, a running team, man. Yeah. I feel like they're going to go to their grave running the ball, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, whatever happens, happens, yeah. uh, even if it goes against them. Because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what sort of game plan you can do. Because you know Lions are going to put up some points, so you get, you're going to have to throw the ball at least. But, yep. um, yeah, kudos to the Lions defense for stopping the run there. Yep. Um, for duds, so I got Dak. Uh, yeah, he will, yeah. Obviously, you, you go in with the favorable favorable matchup with the Car- with the Cardinals, but yeah, you, obviously they had the injury on the defensive side with Diggs, but so you would think that wouldn't affect you offensively, but so yeah, I mean he he just put up a goose egg type of thing, yeah. type of performance today. Um, running back Joshua Kelly this <laughs> I hate mentioning super it. super disappointing. Yep, uh, I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure if we should drop him, but I think it's getting to that point where even if Eckler's out, you can't rely on him. No. So, and then in terms of wide receiver, Drake London, um, again, 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 again. Um, I think I. I mean, we kind of already talked about it last week, but like the the and and we talked about it just now. But mm-hmm. the Falcons just don't throw the ball. They don't. They don't let Desmond Ritter decide if they're going to be successful or not. Right. They're yeah. going to live or die by the run game. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's more of a confidence issue with Desmond Ritter or if it's just... I feel like they think very, very, very highly, highly of their run game. Right. Yeah, it, I mean, you spend the first-round pick on Bijan and you got Algier there. Yeah. You have talent there. It's just you're going to have to throw the ball when you... <laughs> sometimes. Come on, guys. And then tight end, I got I got two here. I got Darren Waller. I think yeah. he's kind of been... He's been a dud overall. Right. Yeah. Underperforming there with the Giants, I thought Daniel Jones would be looking for for that tight end, but especially with the wide receivers not being, um, I guess top notch wide receivers or well known uh, wide receivers, I, I think that whole Giants office is just just lost without Barkley. Really, I, I think that that's that's an offense designed to um, revolve around your run game as well. So Daniel Jones. I'm not sure if I want to say it's it wasn't money well spent giving him that offseason. Yeah, but forty million bucks a year. Yeah, Goodness. but it's looking that way. Yeah, it's looking that way. I mean, you need him to carry your team, especially if Barkley's not there. And then my second tight end was Gerald Everett, which I think with the Chargers' offense, you would have thought being pass happy. He get tight at least end, a little piece of that, right? Yeah, Gerald, but he he lost two touchdowns to the other tight end. Can't can't remember his name to be honest. Um, so sorry for that number two tight end over there, two of LA. Not number but two anymore? Yeah, so apparently not. Average just hasn't shown out. He hasn't taken command of that number one tight end role. And then defense, I got the Cowboys. Just again, you have a, I guess an offense. I wouldn't say that's reeling, but it's just not. Doesn't have the pieces really to to really overpower many many teams over here in the NFL. But they just allowed the Cardinals to do what they wanted. When they won type of yep. thing. Yep. But, yep. All right. So for my duds, we kind of already talked about it. Justin Fields, just a big, big, big dud. Um, I, I don't know. I'm so disappointed. I, I couldn't be more surprised, honestly. Like, right. I didn't think that they were going to be world beaters by any means. No. But I at least expected him to take another step, especially with DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Moore, I think, finally scored his first touchdown mm-hmm. um, today. Yep. Um, but Fields just, I mean, that was garbage time. That was like fourth quarter where it was like 40 to nothing or whatever it was. So it didn't, you know, that doesn't count for anything. Right. Um, Fields just doesn't look, doesn't look himself. He doesn't look Um, comfortable at all. I mean, he spoke about it, right? He, he talked about it, uh, during the week 
saying that he's getting too much information sent to him. Mm-hmm. He's thinking too much instead of just reacting, just be playing, using his athleticism. Mm-hmm. He claimed that he was going to do that this week, but I kind of feel like he really didn't have the opportunity to to be athletic and, and do those off-scheduled plays because mm-hmm. they were down right away. Like he, I mean, it was 24 to nothing before you could even blink an eye. Right. And so I really feel like they, he didn't even stand a chance today. No. But... You would think that a game like that, we talked about it last week, when you're down big, you're going to be throwing. You you think he would put up some decent fantasy numbers, and I think he had right around 10 points Mm -hmm. uh, this week. Yeah, when you're you're expected to throw the ball, you expect big-time numbers from your your quarterback. But unfortunately, he just hasn't shown it with the arm yet. And when you're down big, limits, I guess, how much you can do with, with your legs, especially if you're a running quarterback. Like you said, it was 24 to 0. (laughs) <laughs> really, really fast. So I'm assuming he's trying to throw the ball, trying to force the issue. And it just made things worse instead of instead of trying to get Chicago back in. I mean, the they game. had two drives back to back where it was in the second quarter. I mean, the two the final two minutes of the second quarter lasted forever mm-hmm. because you know Kansas City scored. They get the they get the ball. I think it was the first or second play of the drive. They fumble. Mm-hmm. Kansas City goes out and scores. First <laughs> or second play of the next drive, it's a tipped interception. Right. And so it's like, dude, like you, you, you don't stand a chance when you when you're two drives in a row. You have one play and you turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. You don't stand a chance, especially against Kansas City. Right. Um. But having said all that, you'd th- like I again in garbage time, you'd think he would have put up some some numbers, and he just he just did not. So right. Big dud there. Um. Derrick Henry for running backs, he had two point one points today. Ooh. Um, who the heck did they play? Tennessee. They played Cleveland. They played Cleveland. So we talked about Cleveland's defense, right? You were you were high on them at the beginning of the season, Jim Schwartz. And so I think that could be more about Cleveland's defense than right. Derrick Henry. Yeah, it could have just been a bad matchup. Yeah. Yep. Um. Again, continuing with ten- Tennessee, DeAndre Hopkins. He only had yeah. seven point eight points. Um. So he really didn't have an impact in the game at all. I'm still waiting for him to have an impact at all on on Tennessee I really don't think that he will I feel like Tennessee is a place where the wide receivers go to well, die and I, you know it's so frustrating for me and it's easy for me to say because it's not my money mm-hmm. but when when guys with such great talent they just go for the bag right like they don't go to win <laughs> like he could have gone so many other places and actually had an impact right where he good for you man like you got paid you got your money but you're gonna you're gonna disappear this season mm-hmm. nobody's gonna talk about you and who knows? I think he was a one-year deal. So who who knows what happens next year? Right, it's going to be a prove-it deal. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so that's that's always disappointing to me when guys could go and be successful and kind of help their legacy, and they just chase a few extra bucks. Right. Um, but that's a side note. And then Jacksonville defense negative four points Woo. against Houston. So if you had them <clears throat> and you started them, right? Congratulations. You know that could have possibly lost you your matchup. <laughs> Way to go, guys. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Negative four points for Jacksonville. Again, supposed to have a good defense. And they, you know, is that more, Is that's always a question, right? Is it more about the defense or is it more about the offense that they played? And when you consider the fact that they kind of stymied Kansas City last week, mm-hmm. um, who knows? Maybe that's more about C.J. Stroud, who you already talked about, mm-hmm. than it is just Jacksonville having a bad defense. Right, yeah. I mean, Jacksonville has been kind of a disappointment so far this Big year. Big disappointment. Yeah, Big I thought, disappointment. Yeah, I thought they're... Offense was going to be rolling high, just like uh, the Lions. Um, you got you got weapons there, um, and defensively, I, some questions there. But I, I just I, I wouldn't I would have wouldn't have put too much stock on on Jacksonville defense going in. I, I, I was high on their offense, but yeah, overall that division 
is very wide open now with them being at one and two. Obviously, Indy is leading that division at two and one. Yeah, who would have thunk that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how for real they are. <laughs> well, obviously, they're playing hard for Steichen, so yeah. that, that's good for them. Um, Houston's one and two, but they're they're a tough one and two. Um, and then you got Tennessee. I mean, offensively they have their issues, but defensively they're always they're always tough to to score against. So that 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 division is going to be ugly. In my opinion, that's going to be a nine yep. ten win team that's going to come so out of that, that way. Yep, that's going to come that out of the division. All right, so those were our studs and duds. So we'll wrap up the episode by doing our picks for next week, um, just <laughs> no. to give a give a quick update on where we're at. So last week, um, I was one and one. So I, what did I, who did I pick last week? I had my lock was the Dolphins over the Broncos. Thank <laughs> you, you got for that. that one. Thank you, Miami. Um, and my upset was kind of a toss up. It was a one point spread. I picked the Vikings over the Chargers, All right. which almost ended up panning out. Would have been a nice two and a week for <laughs> hey, me. You want to thank Staley on that one? Um, obviously, I went one and one. Jeff, unfortunately, was zero and two last week after two undefeated weeks. Right. That's, that's um, you had Dallas idea. over Arizona as your lock, and then you had the Saints over the Green over over the Packers as your upset. Yeah, that was Packers rough. were a two point fa- two and a half point favorite. Yeah, that was rough. Um, that was upsetting. So as of right now. I am sitting at three and three, pretty mm-hmm. consistent, one and one every week, and you're four and two. What a gain again. Um, now, I will point out something just real quick. Okay. So, Jeff and I, we do these two picks for the show, but we also do ESPN picks right. every single week. Right. Let me just give you guys, just, just to shed some light, because I don't want you guys thinking no. that he's like a genius and I'm over here just doing God knows what. Because no, no. As of right now, I'm, yeah, okay. you're leading. As of right now, I'm in the 95th percentile. Let's. let's Are see. you really? I am. Yeah. Nice. 29 and 16. Nice. Um, so far with my picks, I probably lose record. Jeff, actually, you did better this week. You're 25 and 19. Oh, look at that. So I got him by four games, four okay. and a half, three games, something like that. So I can make up that. just as you know, public service announcement for for myself here um, <laughs> that I'm not. I'm better at picking two games than yeah, I am picking, yes, picking everything. Exactly. All right, so we'll continue the trend. We'll do our lock, and then we'll do our upset. Go ahead. Right. So upset, I got the Texans over the Steelers. So you want to talk about prisoner of the moment? This is a prisoner that of the moment. That could be a big one. That could be a big yeah, one. Yeah, Texans, I, they've been impressing me, and they've been playing harder every week. Yeah. So, and the Steelers, I'm, I'm still not sure what to even make of them, to be honest. Their offensive just not clicked. Um, That one win they had was thanks to their their defense mainly, and, and Chubb obviously lost <laughs> – Got lost for the for the year on that one. Um, could have been one of those things where the Browns just got a shot to the heart type of thing, and they they just didn't want to play the rest of that game. So the Steelers kind of got one up the uh, one up the Browns on that one. I'm not sure if they can do that uh, consistently though. So I got the Texans over the Steelers on that one. Okay. As for my my lock, um, much to your chagrin and and all that jazz, I think the Chiefs over the Jets is. It's pretty, uh, I guess, as much a sure bank as you can. I mean, yeah, I can't even. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have anything to say about that. I mean, <laughs> I can't even fault you for it. Yeah, I, I mean, the Chiefs scored 40, 40 what? 40, 40 plus points? 41, 40 yeah. something points this week. And yeah. the Jets, I just don't have the offense to, to keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. All right. So my upset. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do it. You're, you're I got going the through. Cardinals over the Niners. That's my upset this week. And here's why I say that. Right? We talked about the Cardinals playing hard. Um, it's a division game, mm-hmm. so anything can happen. Right. The Cardinals and the Niners historically always play really, really tight games. It's a 14 and a half spread point spread right now. 
Right. Which is crazy to me. I mean, I, I would almost take that. But, um, and, you know, common sense says the Niners have to lose at some point. You know, Brock, you Purdy, so. Brock Purdy is 12-0 and 0 as a starter in the regular season. Yeah. So he's got to lose it at some point. What I know, it, it makes too much sense to me to be the Cardinals, a team who we already talked about is playing so hard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they easily could be 2-1 and one or 3-0. and oh. Right. And so I don't think, I, I definitely don't think the spread is correct. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think I, that's more with betting, yeah, betting uh, trends because I'm pretty sure everybody was betting on 49ers regardless of the spread. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that could be a really, really competitive game, and it wouldn't shock me if the Cardinals win. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then my lock, I didn't do this on purpose. Okay. I, I didn't do it as like payback. I picked the Bucks over the Saints. Oh, look at that! And the reason, only look reason being, that. is because if it sounds like Derek Carr is not going to play next week, mm-hmm. and Jameis Winston likes to throw the ball to the other team. <laughs> and so well, I, I you gotta remind, remind yourself it's the Bucks. He didn't like throwing the ball to the Bucks. I, well, so, that's, that's so very maybe. True. let me scratch that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think you know the Bucks are two and zero. We'll see how they do tomorrow night against what, the, the Eagles, right? Um, but I think that I think if if Derek Carr does not play, I really like their chances next week. Mm-hmm. So that's my lock. Okay. All right. So we'll that we'll see how that works next week. Next week is going to be a fun episode. If nothing else, you guys can make fun of me. Um, we, we will be recording live during the Jets and Chiefs game. So I'll be doing my best to stay focused on the episode oh, yeah. and, and give breakdowns like we do every week. But I will also be commenting and reacting live to the garbage that I see. Um, garbage that uh, I see. I'm just preparing myself right now. Okay. We're talking about overreactions. You're going to be seeing a live. Yeah, overreactions. you're going to be seeing a lot of live overreactions. <laughs> um, so it should be entertaining, entertaining, if not, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. Um, so look forward to that next week. Jets, Jets and Chiefs Sunday night football while we, while we record our week four episode. So, um, good stuff, man. I feel like we had a lot of good stuff this week. A lot of good talking points. Right. Um, and hope you guys enjoyed again, feel free to send us any questions, comments, anything that you, you know, think that we missed uh, headlines that you want us to go over or anything that, um, is trending for next week. If you guys are watching the action next Sunday and you say, Hey, this could be a good talking point. Feel free to send it to us. We don't, mm. you know, we don't plan our episodes that far out in advance. So we'll, we'll gladly throw in a question last minute right. um, if you guys have them. So yep. um, hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.